Welcome along, everybody. It's uh, Monday, the 17th of February, 2020. Uh, from the Valley Podcast, Brisbane Business Life. I'm your host, Tim Wilshire. Uh, today, episode 87. Uh, here, we've got uh, a guest that I haven't, I haven't sort of met before, actually. So this is one of those sort of podcasts where we get to know one another through a podcast, believe it or not. It's Anne Ricketts, uh, who's a celebrant. Uh, welcome along to the podcast, Anne. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so Anne, uh, I guess to the listeners here, how Anne became a guest on the podcast today, um, we had uh, the last podcast that we did was uh, uh, the very well-known Madeline Hicks, uh, which is a real estate agent uh, based in, on the north side of Brisbane at Everton Park. She started, uh, uh, as she said in the podcast, and now, um, I guess, community business group. And, uh, and also a friend of the, the podcast, Carolyn Lovett, uh, was here in attendance at the uh, last podcast. So put it out there to the, I guess, the people associated with the network at now. And uh, we had Anne Ricketts who put a hand up. So that's, I guess that's a little bit of background as to how, why you're here today, mm-hmm. Anne. Absolutely. So I guess where we like to start these podcasts, Anne, is just give, I guess, the listeners a bit of background about uh, where you're from, where you were born, what was early life like for you? So whereabouts were you born? Um, How long have you got, Tim? (laughs) You've got an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I was actually born in Osaka in Zambia. Uh, My father was an architect uh, and my mother a a teacher, um, English, French and uh, and, um, music and absolutely passionate about what she did. Unfortunately, the musical ear... Um, didn't pass to me. It skipped a generation and went on to my son, who actually hasn't done anything with it. But uh, he's he's he was a good clarinetist uh, at school. Um, so I had an elder sister. Uh, we lived in Lusaka and then moved to a tiny little township in northern Rhodesia, uh, which it was then, um, where my brother was born. And it was a place that didn't have any electricity. So when people think of Africa, it's po- possibly one of those that they they might think something like that. The, the club, though did have a generator so uh, mum and dad used to go to the club to watch the movies and my sister and I used to sort of huddle in the back and and we were supposed to go to sleep of the car so uh, we didn't do that. We had wood burning stoves and tilly lamps. Um, On the positive side we did have a gardener, a cook (laughs) and and, uh, and someone to do the house. So So uh, I guess those two not familiar with Zambia what's what's the sort of what was it like living in Zambia, you know, uh, can you what can you remember about it? I, I think I would term as it old colonial, um, and Zambia in, in in some respects and Australia have have, have a little bit in common. Um, uh, the temperature, although in, in Zambia it's it's hot, can be hot during the summers, but it's a dry heat. Uh, it can get very cold in the uh, in the mornings too. Um, but it was relaxed. It was it was colonial. There was a club and. A, um, uh, it was um, just nice place to to be brought up, and I we enjoyed it. It was relaxed and and, and free, I think, and spacious. Um, but I think my parents were a bit concerned about uh, the education. That even though my mother was a teacher at very very good schools, so they bundled my sister and I to boarding school there in the um, on the south coast of England um, when I was nine. I was there for about eight years. Um, uh, used to travel back to uh, to Zambia and then Uganda. That was interesting. Uh, my parents were in Uganda during the coup with uh, Idi Amin, okay. um, and um, I used to used to help the air, air hostesses as they were um, sort of take the trays out to the uh, 
to all the passengers uh, and get to have a, a ride in the cockpit. So that was uh, that was a bit of fun. Excellent. Okay, so that's a bit of bit of background there. So, um, and uh, what sort of hobbies, I guess, did you get up to um, when you were sort of young? What what were some of the first passions? I guess. Oh, reading, definitely reading. Um, apparently, I was a very early reader. Uh, and would devour books. I do remember going to the library and getting a book out and uh, reading it while my mother was uh, getting some more books out and took it back because I wanted another one. And she said, you can't do that. You've just taken it out today. So I said, but I've read it. I want another one. Um, the movies. My mother was, was a passionate movie goer. Um, and if she didn't come with it, she'd bundle the three kids off to the, uh, the early morning matinees on a Saturday. Um, and what, that sort of, was, and what sort of books were you sort of reading into? Is it more into sort of uh, non-fiction, fiction, biography type? Oh, fic- fiction. Fiction a lot. Yeah. Oh, I'm into fiction. I, I, like, um, uh, I like science fiction. I like romance, mystical novels. Um, mm. Quite quite an eclectic mix, I think. Um, whodunits. Um, I, I like the, um, the science fiction books where every minute is an opportunity to decision. Uh, and you can go down all different pathways and, and uh, certainly I see life as that um, for everyone. You, every decision you make, um, if you made a different decision, could you could have taken you down a totally different route. Yeah, I remember when, I mean, when, I, was a, when I was a child, I remember the, the sort of books that you used to read, I don't know if it's sort of what you're talking about, but the choose your own adventure types and the mm. fa- fighting mm. fantasy types um, takes me, does take me back and it's amazing. You'd obviously say, "Okay, well, you're going to do this, or you're going to do that." Turn to that page or that paragraph, mm-hmm. or is that you're sort of referring to that a little bit, or a little bit. And I think my my life has been a bit. I, I hadn't really planned a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't mm. sit down and plan it. Mm. Uh, and I uh, sort of analogy I was thinking about was that they're different threads, and you pick yeah. a thread, uh, and if it sort of seems as if it's going somewhere, it just then starts to weave into the rich fabric of tapestry of your life. So, uh, and if you'd picked okay. another thread, it, it, you could have been somewhere else. Yeah, sliding doors and all that sort yes. of stuff. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so books and movies. Um, movies as, as yeah. a child, sort of, what what sort of uh, movies were you, were you sort of into? Any just pretty much everything. Oh, or? everything. D- Disney adventure. Um, yeah. I do remember as I can't remember how old I was. Was six, seven, or eight? There was um, Journey to the Center of the Earth, the original one. Mm. Uh, and if they were a bit scary, I used to uh, hide behind the curtains, <laughs> rush at the back, hide behind the curtains, and just peep out and have a look. Um, but Disney certainly, and that that love of um, of Disney and, and Marvel and, and, and anything like that, Harry Potter has continued uh, through my life. I'm very, okay. very much a, a fantasy nut, I suppose. Yeah, but so the, the horror ones you scare you a little bit. Can you remember the sort of the, the, the Halloween, the original Halloween? Never watched them. Okay. Uh, and and the, <laughs> the funny thing is, I, I took to acting late in life in my, I think, 50s. I, I graduated from acting school when I was 50. Um, and one of the, the first, before I did that the first um, role I got was uh, a featured extra on a zombie movie on a zombie movie on a zombie movie lots of blood and guts and gore Uh, and I've done about six zombie movies don't ask me why Um, hang on you said you've been you've been in six different zombie movies yes wow we're certainly going to talk to you a bit about being you know I guess being uh, an actor um, mm-hmm. and how that sort of all came about, but that's that's it's interesting. You know, six different zombie movies. Yeah, yeah. Some, something like that. It's um, the, whereabouts oh, were they made? Oh, Brisbane. Uh, all, Brisbane. All, there was two feature films, two three feature films, and quite a few short ones. Yeah. Um, but uh, all all totally different, and 
yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not my genre at all. No, but, but you gave it a go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I guess when, when you got to a teenager, when you sort of got to your teenage mm-hmm. years, whereabouts were you living then? And uh, Well, we were travelling, still travelling back and forward from, uh, yep. from England to... Yep. Um, Zambia, Uganda, and then my parents went to Malaysia to Sarawak, for, and they lived there for 13 years. So I went mm. to visit them a few times there. Mm. Um, so, and so awesome. how, how did you find England then, growing up? Um, it was my, my mother sometimes said in the latter years, you know, did did, did we regret that she she sent us to the boarding school? And I said, well, it was life, you know, it was just mm. what what we expected. We didn't regret it. We didn't um, sort of treat it with any joy, but it was it was what it was. Um, England is is cold. <laughs> um, it's time, yeah. it's small, um, and school was it, it was sort of rigid. It was an all girls boarding school. There's only about three hundred of us, um, and only four in year twelve. Um, and uh, I wouldn't say that's one of the reasons I became deputy uh, deputy head girl, um, but. Um, it was. Um, we still managed to have midnight feasts and <laughs> and, and a little bit of a play, but mm. um, yeah, it, we we didn't obviously because we were in boarding school. We didn't have a lot of friends back in in Zambia and Uganda because we didn't know many people. Um, so my sister and I and my brother um, just made made our own time and made our own um, mm. uh, did our own things. So mm. yeah, we, we we enjoyed it. It wasn't anything special. Mm. And what, as a teenager, what would have been your first job, I guess, that you had first off? Babysitting. Babysitting. I do remember that. Um, When when my parents first went to sent us to boarding school, uh, they used to go back to the UK every every two to three years. Yeah. And in '66, when we first went to boarding school, they rented for the first time an Elizabethan cottage in um, in south southeast uh, England beautiful all these oak beams and and a wonderful place and it became home from home so every time they went on leave they they it was on an estate mm. um they'd um they'd go and rent this cottage it's it uh, absolutely wonderful and i actually went back there last year uh, and managed it's changed a bit but uh, managed to take a few photos and one of the women in one of the houses there got very excited <laughs> Yeah, babysitting, it's, it's um good first job, but what, that's sort of the memory that that brings back to me, and it's a story I I, off, I guess I do tell. I was born in Tasmania mm-hmm. um, as a youngster in Tasmania, and <clears throat> one of the one of the people that babysat me became became quite famous. So um, uh, yeah, so I was I was basically living as about a, I think it would have been about ten maybe ten years of age, nine or ten, mm-hmm. getting babysat. Um, by Princess Princess Mary now of, of Denmark. Wow. So, um, yeah, she was about six, seven mm-hmm. years old. I can't remember the age of difference, but something like that anyway. So that's, I guess, my claim to, mm-hmm. to fame when it comes to, to that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so quite interesting. So that was your first job. And uh, what about uh, when you sort of finished school, what did you, did you end up sort of continuing to study? Yeah, to- I... I- did I uh, had a sort of gap year, if you like, and, yeah. and um, worked in London. So and, and um, led the the, the flat sharing existence with the three girls in London for about ten months. Uh, worked as a um, a clerk in a, an insurance company, 
um, bit of nepotism there because my parents knew someone who worked there, so <laughs> got me in there. Um, then went to university in Aberystwyth, which is, if no one knows, it's in the middle of, of Wales in that, that crescent bit. Um, absolutely no way. It takes about two and a half hours by slow train to get there. Um, when I got there, it was a dry county, which meant that the pubs weren't open on a Sunday. Um, I didn't find out until the third year that the, um, one of the um, university pubs was open on a Sunday. And so we used to go half an hour on Sunday, sort of pile in the car and, uh, and go to a pub in the next county. And studied um, pure maths and statistics. So you maths, did you say? Pure maths and statistics, yeah. I, I was late for the first five minutes, I think, of, of the first lecture, and I could not, I didn't know where I was going to from then. Mm. Uh, I don't know how I passed the, um, yeah, how I passed the, the, uh, the year, but I did. Uh, and the only thing I could then move to was either economics and statistics or computer science and statistics. So I did a, do- a degree in p- computer science and statistics, and certainly I've, I've embraced technology um, from, from, that, from that moment. Uh, apart from programming, I, I could never get my programs to work. Sounds a bit like me. I was uh, <laughs> definitely, maths and statistics was definitely me um, growing up and certainly, you know, going into uni and, and that sort of thing. But computer science was not my thing or programming wasn't <laughs> my thing. It was more of, I was more about the information system, <laughs> more about the technology uh, at the time. And also, you know, obviously it, was, it was all, all came back to numbers at the end of the day for me. <laughs> So I was talking about the, the threads that uh, that I pulled and I, I didn't know what I was going to do before. Um, I actually met my husband in, in university, met him in the first year, I think, the first week, mm. um, but he didn't like me because I was with a girl that he wanted to ask out. So I, I was the third wheel and he, he didn't want to ask her out while I was there. Um, we, two years later, we, we sort of got together, mm. uh, started dating and got engaged within a month. Mm. Um, we hadn't known each other, we'd had common classes and, and common social things um, but my parents actually in um, they were in um, southern Rhodesia uh, Zimbabwe that uh, has now become and they met and got engaged within four days <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, that's an interesting so um, to university and when did you sort of um, I guess what did you sort of get into job-wise, I guess? What did you try first? Well, I, I, I was clerking sort of again. Big, big, I was going to, before I met my husband, I was going yep. to look at going into the civil service and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. Um, uh, initially, when I was at school, my maths teacher said, oh, you've got to become an actuary, which is why I went into pure maths. And pure maths in, uh, in high school in, or in, in this um, year 12 was, was absolutely awesome. I hadn't... Because there were only four of us in in, uh, in year twelve, I had maths and French teachers all to myself, and uh, I came out of the first year twelve exam for, for maths, and the teacher said, "What was it like?" I said, "It was awesome," and it was. I just breezed through it. But university was a second; it was something else entirely. So I decided actuary was. I was not going to become an actuary. Um, Clark did some sort of clerking jobs temporary and then one of the threads came along there was there was a job um in a um, in an accounting firm uh so i pulled that thread and became um, a trainee accountant and uh was an accountant um until 2013 when i retired okay so what and what uh, i'm just having a look at your 
profile before? What's what the accounting that you're sort of doing? Was it um, in public? Wasn't in public practice? No, no, no. I, I started off in in, in practice in private there, practice, yeah. and then moved um, to a. It was a food retailer, a bit like Coles in the yep. UK, but it had. Um, uh, it had at one time it had 1,100 outlets, I think, from the tiny corner store to the huge hypermarket, uh, and it was a subject of mergers, demergers, rationalisations, reorganisations. We didn't have one minute that that, that was okay, solid, um, that we could consolidate everything we were doing. Uh, and I worked with them. Uh, I thought I was just going to be sort of one or two years. Didn't join their share option scheme, and they said you need to be here two years. No, I'm not going to be here two years. Thirteen years later. Mm. Um, we knew we were going to uh, be coming to to Australia. We'd, we'd made that decision at that time, so um, yeah. So I I left that, and then I moved here um, and got a temporary job as um, financial controller for Collins Foods, Sizzlers mm-hmm. and KFC, yep. and then a permanent job a year later in um, a cost consultant project mm-hmm. management firm. Mm-hmm. as financial controller, and I was with them for 19 years. Yep. Uh, took them through a couple of mergers and, and growth and, and everything else like that. But, um, yep. yeah, so, so not, not public practice. It was, uh, it was commerce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so um, I guess whereabouts, uh, I guess, did your, I guess, when did you first look at sort of, you know, being a civil celebrant? How, I mean, how, when did that sort of start and... Um, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, somewhere, it, 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 when I was coming up to, um, I retired, I think, just before, just before I was 60, I think. Um, I didn't need to do a full-time job. We were going to retire. I didn't, I didn't retire. I reinvented myself, to be honest. Yep. Uh, and that's what I keep on saying. You don't retire, you reinvent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had this thought popped into my head. I don't know where from. I needed to do something. Um, I wanted to keep busy. I was still um, doing the acting. I haven't done much all that recently. And um, so we went to to book uh, my son's wedding Mm -hmm. on Bribey Island, and I was talking to to Madeline and saying, I think I'm going to become a celebrant. And she said, you can can marry them, David and Jess. And I I could see my my son just pulling this face saying, Mm. Oh, so I said no. If they really wanted me to, uh, I would marry them. If I if I was registered and, and everything else um, came came together, a lot of celebrants do marry sort of children and and, and siblings and family, and, and they love it. But mm. uh, I said I'd I'd rather be mother of the groom. Mm, exactly. Um, and um, yeah, so it it came around 2012, 2011, 2012. Um, I was trying to find my niche, and. Um, yeah, it's. I have definitely found one of my niches. It's one of those threads which is very strong. Uh, actually, passionate about what I do and, and giving the best service I can to to couples, making their day so special for them. Mm-hmm. No, that's really good. It's um, <coughs> it's obviously an interesting job. I don't actually know too many um, you know, celebrants myself. I think I, I think one of my dad's good friends is <coughs> he's done some of that before. He was he's involved. Um, uh, he was the national president of Apex um, mm-hmm. back in the early '90s, uh, so I know he's a he's a, he's done some celebrant work. So it's it's quite interesting. Being part of, you know, someone's special day must be you mm-hmm. know very very important. Um, we'll keep probably talking a bit about the celebrant stuff. Um, I guess what what do you think is the one of the most uh, interesting sort of uh, I guess uh, weddings that you've been involved in? 
I, uh, week last Saturday, um, I married uh, a couple who's terminally ill. Uh, there's a, an organization, charity organization called My Wedding Wish, um, mm -hmm. which we, we just need to let people know about. Yep. And they put together in a very short space of time weddings where one of the couples is terminally ill and, and it's all charity. So the, the yep. vendors all give their, their time and their, um, their products um, for free. They volunteer, they, they donate them. And I just, the Thursday... I think on the Thursday they put the call out. I put my hand up on the Thursday night. Friday they said, can you do it? Saturday I met the couple and I married them the following Saturday. And it was awesome. Uh, and the, the, the groom um, especially was, he couldn't get a smile off his face. He was smiling the whole way through. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It, it, was, it was magic to be involved in that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I love doing... Um, adding that little extra bit that has meaning. Uh, and um, I often do what you could sand ceremonies. Have you heard of that? You combine different colored sands to make, no. a, to make a vase, which is, so you have different colored sands and the bride and groom and, and family sometimes um, just pour from different vases into one yep. vase and they create a, um, a layered mm -hmm. um, colored vase full of sand uh, yep. as, as a keepsake and for, for their wedding and the biggest I mentioned this to one couple the first couple I mentioned it, they said great mum mm -hmm. and dad yep. want to be involved so I said great mum and dad mum I think um, the next they sort of added a set of grandparents each and a sister uh, and then I did one the couple and their two girls and um, then the next one they did oh, okay right we want to involve um, us mum dad mum dad brother Four siblings and their partners, and ten kids under under ten. So we had uh, about twenty five people involved in this. And so it's absolutely awesome. They built mm -hmm. this big vase full of uh, mm. different colours of green wow. and, and blue uh, blue sand, which they've now got to, to keep as a keepsake. Uh, and bringing those sort of memories, uh, telling a, telling a couple's story, um, their journey. I, I, I'm big on talking about journeys uh, and chapters uh, and, and life, where they've come from, where they are, and where they're going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. So um, I guess, and what about location-wise? Whereabouts has been the I guess the most beautiful locations that you've been involved in 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 Southeast Queensland? Firstly, um, unusual one. I've married two couples on the wheel of Brisbane. It's only it, okay. it, it carries six people and and uh, six adults and two children. So actually, on the wheel. On the wheel, happened? going round and wow. round and round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's differently different, isn't it? Yes, um, and we uh, I've teamed up with a photographer, and we offer um, we've um, teamed up with the Wheel of Brisbane, and we offer what we call weddings on the wheel, and we do. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of pop up weddings. Have you done more than one of those on two. the on the wheel? Okay. Two, yeah. It's it's a very um, it's a very small market. Mm. But there's lots of people who uh, who think, oh, yeah, that, that sounds interesting. But then they, they start thinking about logistics. Family are down on the ground, family and friends down on the ground. So you can have people there, uh, but not, not necessarily going around with you. Uh, and we've live... I'd have to see how that... That, that just sounds yeah. very interesting. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see it for myself yeah. to see what... Well, we've, 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 live, we've live, um, live cast the, yeah. the, um, the ceremony to people 
not just on the ground. And, and I've suggested, started suggesting this to a lot of couples that they actually do live cast the ceremony, whether it's on the wheel or anywhere else, mm. so that people who can't be there or who they haven't been able to invite because of numbers or who mm. are overseas, um, so they can they can watch it from there. So um, yeah, it was great. So every time we came down on the wheel, I'd, I'd say, wave to everybody <laughs> mm. as we're coming round. So that's, that's an interesting one. What about sort of as far as a beautiful location is concerned with a, a really good sort of backdrop of, of, um, of environment or... The, or the one I did on Saturday, which is at Water's Edge, which is at Scarborough, had the, um, had the Scarborough yacht, yachts behind it, which, okay. which was really lovely. Um, there have been a, a number of parks. I've done one in New Farm Park. Um, yep. I haven't done an enormous number. Um, mm. And... Um, uh, what else have I done? There's, there's a, another park north side. Um, I'm trying to think, to be honest. There, there've been lots of mm. lots of l- lovely places. Yeah. So just, to, I guess uh, it's coming up to. It's about a week. It's about been seven years since I've been got married. Actually, seven years. Um, we did it over in Vegas, Las oh, Vegas. Yes. Uh, the Chapel of Flowers. <laughs> it was um, beautiful. It was a beautiful little wedding. Um, just just close family went over it was um it was one of those things that, yeah mm-hmm. it was really really good um have you sort of have you have you sort of been involved in i guess uh weddings that have been overseas or no no or, no, um, no, or been to, not not as a celebrant but been mm-hmm. i guess been to anything that's sort of outside of this part of the world um not really. Obviously, I've, I've attended family weddings yeah. and uh, nothing yeah. special. I, I got married in the registry office. My husband didn't actually meet his in-laws, his, his parents-in-law, until uh, we'd been married for 18 months. So <laughs> <laughs> There's that's something, that's yeah, yeah. something a little bit different. Yeah, well, it? it was my mother's suggestion because they were okay. overseas and she said, we're yeah. not coming back for 18 months. Yeah, yeah, you know, okay. Why wait? So I said, okay. Okay. That's, if it's right, it's right, isn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> exactly. So... Um, and also, since um, obviously the change in in legislation that allow you know same sex mm-hmm. um, <coughs> couples to marry, have you have you sort of uh, p- performed uh, at any of those sort of? Uh, I, I haven't. I have a booking, um, but they've had to postpone a couple of times. So yeah, um, yeah so we'll we'll, we'll we'll get moving that. I I pride myself on on saying I'll I'll marry anyone, anytime, anywhere, anywhere, anyhow, any theme, any any anything. Any. Um, yeah. Which, which is a problem because when I get people talking to me about my marketing, they say, well, you've got to concentrate on one thing. So I said, well, yep. it's difficult because I, I have a very wide, eclectic um, mm. sort of interests. Yep. Um, and um, I said, with my acting background as well, I suppose that helps. I'm not acting when I'm in front of people. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm totally engaged and totally engaged for them. Yep. But I can take on a, I can take on... Um, a theme or a, um, uh, an, an emotion or, or whatever it just mm. by osmosis almost yep. um, and that actually happens in my acting as well my, um, my acting teacher we went through yep. all the class and said um, how do you prepare for this role and people had been sort of sitting down and and, uh, and saying well I get into their heads I read up and I have back you've got to have a backstory and, and a location and everything else like that and I said I don't know it just I sit there and I said, right, I get in this role and I get, I'm there. Uh, this actually did happen. I did a role play for Relationships Australia many years years ago. 
uh, and they wanted someone to um, the, someone who'd been abused and and, and um, uh, had children roller coaster life. They when they got down, they um, drank and gambled and everything else like that. And and uh, and I had to take on that role. And I read all about the abuse that that uh, that had happened and all the um, all the, all the reports that had been done. And four different um, four different um, people mm-hmm. gave me gave me a different take on it. So we had a conversation one on one, unscripted. Yep. So it just had to come from the heart mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and the knowledge. And um, after each of them, yeah, there was huge emotion, tears, mm. and everything else like that. And uh, so I just picked myself up and went on to the next one. And then two of them didn't work properly on video, so I said, "Can you come and do them live?" So mm. I did them live at the seminar, and after the first one, you know, I was tears and everything else like that. And I, I said, just give me a minute. <sighs> okay, next one. <laughs> so it, it it did inhabit me, but mm. it didn't um, it didn't stay there, and, mm. and that I think is is how how I fulfil these these roles and and uh, and how I can um, be be anything to anyone. I think. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So, um, yeah, I guess what it just talk a bit about the I guess being an actor because I want to mm-hmm. sort of learn a bit more about how you sort of got involved. Uh, you know, you've been doing this for about quite a while, years, nearly twenty years. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, I guess when did it first start? How did, how did it, when did the first opportunity present itself as well? Oh, that that was another thread. Um, my son had heard. I told him about someone in work whose son had had got a job in a. Um, in uh, as in a in an ad, just he was about twelve or thirteen, um, just by being in the right place at the right time and being persistent. Mm. So my son saw dollar signs in front of his eyes. Oh yeah, okay, I can do this. So he went on a modelling course and then um, got an agent, did one ad, uh, and um, then he decided if he got a different agent, he might get some more ads. So he was seventeen. I went with him. Uh, it was the one time that I wasn't busy in work. And I was with the agent, and the agent said, oh, I've got someone a bit like you today, but I don't know whether I'll take you on. So I'm sitting there, I said, what about me? <laughs> what about me? What about me? So he said, okay, I'll take you on, I'll take your son on as well. So, okay, we'll do that. And then, okay, come and come and do our course so you can learn what acting's all about. So, okay. So what sort of, what's involved in the course back then? Oh, it, it was just sort of um, very basic mm-hmm. um, getting into character and, 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 and things like that. So we've been there about 20 minutes uh, and uh, a guy came along, um, Ben Parkinson, who's a big casting director now in, in, in Brisbane. Uh, and um, he came along and he said, we're doing a zombie movie. Uh, we need 100 extras on this particular day um, so to, what was to, the to name do a night shoot. What was the name of that zombie movie? Undead. It's called I'm Dead. Undead. And the directors are the Spirit Brothers who've gone mm. on to do Daybreakers and Predestination with Ethan Hawke, and they'd done Winchester with Helen Mirren. So yes. they've, they've gone on to great things. This was their first. And uh, they want sort of 12 to 15 featured extras to do about 12 to 15 days' work. So I said, put my hand up, yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And I got on set the first day and I thought, I love this. You know, it, it, it's uncomfortable, even though it's very much an industry of hurry up and wait. So mm-hmm. you have a six o'clock call, you get there at six yep. o'clock, and you wait and you wait yep. and you wait. About ten o'clock, I say, okay, let's get you into costume. Mm-hmm. But you get in costume, wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. Yep. And if you're lucky, you get on set that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love all my zombie bits got cut out. But um, I 
then there was a townsperson at, at, at various stages running around and, and the last third of the movie I'm, I'm all over the place running around you can see me and um, my at one time the, the first time I really appear is my head fills the whole screen this is this is a feature movie which yep. has been gone to about 30 something countries I think it was it was a bit, bit of a cult but um, mm-hmm. but great fun uh, and I thought yeah so I then went on to do an acting course mm-hmm. at the actors workshop in Wollongabba Lynn Kidd, a wonderful lady who was running it at the time, and found out that my uh, acting, one of my acting teachers, was actually um, Mungo Mackay, who was who was the uh, the lead in this in this zombie movie. So, um, and and the acting fraternity in Brisbane is is a very small one too. So lots of you know lots of people, uh, and it, it just went on. I think I've got about over eighty acting credits at the moment. Lots of small films, well, extras, I, in, extras mm. in student films. Um, I, I was the lead in, a, in another, another zombie movie and got covered in mud every time I, um, I had to go on set. So what was the name of that one? Um, <laughs> to, to be honest, I can't remember. It was, it was a, an independent um, small, small film, mm. um, short film. Um, recently, in the last four years, I did another feature, which was Bullets for the Dead, where I was a zombie nun in a Wild West zombie movie. who comes up with these ideas i don't know i don't know um but that was that was interesting that was fun and um do you live in the brisbane city council area yeah yeah yeah. um if you look on the side of a garden refuse truck you might see my face there a garden (laughs) refuge garden yeah brisbane city council garden refuse truck i I went to a um a photo shoot uh, a couple of years ago, I think, a year mm. ago, two years ago, and I didn't know what it was for. They said it's for, for Brisbane City Council, and you'll be on the side of garden refuse trucks for, for mm. four years. Uh, it doesn't come around our area, unfortunately, but I have seen someone uh, I know in another small business group came and looked at me and said, "Did I see you on the side of a truck the other day?" So I said, "Yes, you did." Yeah. <laughs> so that that was uh, that's a bit of fun. So yeah, I'll do anything. Mm. <laughs> Even do genres yeah. I hate. Let's get, get a, just a quick photo yeah. there for the podcast anyway. So, mm. yeah, so acting. Acting is another passion. So yeah, so that's quite a lot of experience. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite a lot of experience, though, when you talk about that you see you've had 80 different credits, mm. been involved in lots of different uh, mm. uh, types of things going on in, 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 in crazy mm-hmm. stuff with zombies. Um, but that seems to be like it's, uh, you know, obviously a passion that, that you sort of, uh, that you, I guess, p- part of, you know, big, a big part of your life, really. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Uh, and um, it, was, it was wonderful that I had a supportive family who, who could uh, who'd let me mm. sort of uh, do all this stuff. My husband is, is my roadie for, for Celebrancy and he comes along and helps me sit up, takes photos, makes sure I got everything. Um, but you, you're talking, going back to um, the Now Group, which you were talking about initially. Um, yep. Madeline sort of pulled me into that when she first started it, and I was her, the, the head of chair for her um, well-being group, which is to make sure that we have um, we keep our members uh, and the community um, healthy and well. No, that's, that's a really good initiative. Um, oh, wonderful! It was wonderful, and, it, and it's it's such a supportive group of people. I've actually. Mm married someone in that group she was talking about um business there being business in between us and i'm going to marry another another one of them um next month so there is business even for even for a marriage celebrate um, it sounds like a really good group um 
and also, uh, and obviously, as we said, Madeline was probably one of the last ones we had on the podcast. Mm, mm. And obviously, you, you've got a obviously a, um, a obviously a relationship with her uh, that's that's quite mm. strong, and, and and obviously ties everything together as well. Yeah, we, we actually um, been uh, her and her husband, and me and my husband have been uh, on a holiday twice together. We went mm. to. Um, uh, Victoria Falls and uh, Kruger and Cape Town yep. um, about three years ago and last mm-hmm. year we went to Tanzania and Kenya so mm. I think to, to do something like that you have to be friends yeah definitely and she, she seems like the person who you know you'd certainly uh, you know you'd uh, obviously learn quite a lot from as well um, yes uh, work, you know working alongside mm. her whether it was in her business yeah. or whether it was yeah, uh, I've actually worked group. for her yeah yeah um, uh, when I reinvented um, I said oh, I can help I got time so she said you'll need your real estate certificate so I went and got that mm. um, and um, when she was first starting out I um, I went in as her she asked me to join her as her marketing manager not to do much marketing I don't think to um, to help build up the rental side of the business mm. uh, and I ended up being helping more on the the software side and and, and if people had um, problems with computers and and, mm. and uh, working the software I'd, I'd go, and help mm. <laughs> no very very well multi-skilled I would say mm-hmm. uh, tell us about the connection to Brisbane initially I mean obviously uh, we, we sort of missed the gap as to how yes. you got to Brisbane yeah um, obviously in the UK up until you at the time you were at least an adult, I think mm-hmm. so, and university. So when when did you sort of make the leap to, to get into Brisbane? Uh, in ninety, uh, I think where where are we? Um, Nineteen eighty six, we came over for a holiday. Um, my husband's cousins had, had migrated here. One of them had met and married an Australian, so she came over here. Her sister came over here. Um, Phil's sister came over here, um, and they were living in Mackay. And I had a cousin I knew in in, uh, in Brisbane anyway, uh, on my father's side. And then um, Phil's aunt and uncle came over here. So we came on a couple of holidays in um, 86, I think. My son was about 18 months and in 93, um, 92, uh, daughter was four. And um, the second time we came up, both times we thought, lovely place to bring up the kids. So uh, let's just investigate. Mm. So we started the ball rolling, and, and just over a, a year later, <laughs> standing on Brisbane Airport uh, terminal, saying, two job, uh, two kids, no jobs," thinking, "Okay, um, what have we done?" Uh, and uh, it was when you arrived. When we arrived, yeah, um, we haven't regretted it one minute. Uh, and, and the kids, my daughter would say, "Why have we come over here, Mummy? Good question. Do you want to go back? No." <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it, it, it's such been such a great place to for the kids for us, and it's opened up so many um, so many avenues. I don't think I would have done any of this if I'd have been back in the UK. I left my family, um, my uh, my parents, and um, who now passed away, and my sister and brother who um, uh, who were back in uh, in the UK. And I go to I after my father passed away in two thousand four, I'd go back sort of at least between one and every one and two years um, and visit my mum mm-hmm. and my brother and sister. Uh, and um, uh, so I, I sort of, we keep in touch. We're very close. Um, uh, my brother and sister ring me every, or, or video call me every Sunday. Uh, and um, But even though we're, we're far apart and, and have been far apart most of our lives. So... Um, it's uh, that that's how we got to Brisbane. My husband wanted was looking at Adelaide and I'm like, nah. <laughs> we, we we got family close by here, you know, we've got cousins and you've got your sister in law. It, it's 
it's big enough for us to get jobs. It was no good us going to Mackay because mm. he, w- he would have hated the heat anyway. Um, and um, we, we could get jobs here sort of fairly easily. So that, that's why we, uh, we decided Brisbane uh, and, and love it. Absolutely love it. Beautiful place. Um, mm. What, what um, I guess, stands out for you as a characteristic more than, than anything else when it comes to, if someone says Brisbane, what's the first thing that comes to your mind as to why you like it? I think just the relaxation. It's just a relaxed, friendly atmosphere. Uh, And um, I I might call it a a Clayton's metropolis. Now, um, when I first heard that word, I thought, what on earth does that mean? And my payroll manager, when when um, she was working for me, when I was was, um, working over here, said, you're a Clayton's boss. You're a boss that isn't a boss. Uh, and, and I looked it up recently, and, and that's just is something that, that, that isn't. Uh, and my management style is, I suppose, mentoring and guidance. And so Brisbane is a metropolis that isn't a metropolis. <laughs> it's a city that can, that's a country town, you know. It's, to me, I mean, if you put it in another way, I guess it's, it's probably, you could say it's a world city, but it's not a world city. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly. It's a Clayton, Clayton so, world city. Because <laughs> um, it's got the, <clears throat> you know, obviously with the city like Brisbane, you've got the universities, you've got all of that connection now mm-hmm. to to Asia uh, and all of that sort of thing. So there is that connection that make it a world city. But then, you know, it's not so much a world city because there isn't, there's that, you know, small degree of separation that's a big country, you know, it's a distant country town mm, that mm. sort of evolved in, in population over time and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, mm. So that's the first thing that sort of comes to your mind. And what it, being from spending a lot of your time over in the UK and the climate here, what do you think of the, uh, do you like the climate? Oh, uh, yeah, I, 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 of, I don't like, I don't like cold, so, mm. to, so this suits me. Um, I'm not, I don't like it when it's really hot, but it's easy. You just go and either spend yourself, you just veg in front of uh, front of the TV with with the air conditioning on, or, exactly. or whatever, or or you go to shopping centres mm. and, and mooch around there in, mm. in the air conditioning. So it's solvable, mm. um, but um, it, it's yeah, I, I, I like the climate. Um, mm. The few times we've actually been up to Mackay and, and Cairns. Um, we were expected to be really hot and muggy and hasn't been so that's been good but uh, I know it gets really hot and muggy there sometimes um, but the other thing I was going to say about Brisbane um, is that it, it, it's accessible um, everything is so easy to get to mm. uh, even if you're on the south side mm-hmm. um, except when the M1's congested I think. but uh, I, I love it we, we live just in Everton Park which is um, have been there for 19 years yeah, Everton Park certainly no more than that 26 yeah, it's 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 one of those. It's got a good name for it, a good mm. reputation, and it has ever since I've been uh, in Brisbane in twenty two thousand, so twenty years. Um, it's always had that good reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the areas that, um, yeah, I guess my parents were looking at uh, buying their house when they moved up from Tasmania, um, but they ended up Bridgman Downs, which is just up the road, mm-hmm. really. So, but Everton Park, Bridgman Downs, McDowell, it's all in the same sort of vicinity and the same sort mm-hmm. of. Uh, good reputation uh, a lot of the time so um, yeah Everton Park is just uh, and it's, I, I, like this, I like what they're sort of doing there at the moment mm, they're sort mm. of continuing to uh, put in the um, infrastructure yeah. the, the shopping centres um, the different ways of getting people out there and, and uh, mm-hmm. continuing to 
you know, to, to focus on getting that, that side of the world good. And I think it's also it's great that you, there's a, you know, a community business organisation such as now that are in there mm-hmm. that are helping um, the community generally, um, uh, you know, move forward and, and sort of evolve mm. and, yeah. and sort of stay at the forefront of what's going on in Brisbane. Yeah, there's quite a few community uh, sort of networking groups and I belong to one which uh, for five years I think we've, we've been... Um, meeting down at the local coffee shop. There's only about six, six to eight of us. Um, but again, we do do a lot of business between each other and we don't always take talk business, not very often. But th- there's a funny story about how we got to, to Evden Park. Is, um, my husband did a record before we came over here and he quite liked Sunnybank, Sunnybank Hills area. Mm-hmm. And then I got a job in Newmarket and I thought there's no way I was going to take public transport through the city. Mm-hmm. So we started looking at um, looking north side and it was Friday. We had to find out where we were going to be so we could get the kids in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was we were staying in uh, sort of villas in Tuong, and we got uh, we left. It was Friday morning, raining, miserable, and we didn't want to go north side, so we were. <laughs> uh, and we went through the Gap and Ashgrove and all around there, and, and, and looking around. No, this isn't. It's got to Ebden Park, and we were thinking, yeah, this could be us. The sun came out. I kid mm. you not. And and we thought, yeah, this is definitely us. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we we've been in the same house for um, since '94. Uh, the kids keep on telling us we really need to downsize, but they've now moved. They're in Albany Creek and Bridgman Downs, so nice and yep. close, so we don't want to move. Uh, mm. We've got two of the grandkids up in Albany Creek, so definitely don't want to move. <laughs> no, no. And we're comfortable in, in our house, which has got a huge amount of space, which we managed to fill with all my husband's Lego stuff. Um, <laughs> husband's Lego stuff? <laughs> yes, yeah. That's You've uh, heard, of, heard of something called A-Force? Adult, adult fan of Lego. We've got two of them in the family. My daughter-in-law's got one as well. Okay, no, I'm not familiar. <laughs> I know what Lego is, but oh yeah, they they, they love messing around with Lego. My husband's building a um, a scale model of our house in Lego at the moment. Wow, so how it. big do you reckon that? How much room do you reckon that'll take up? Oh, it, it, it's I don't know how big's that? I'm, I'm showing I'm showing you that. I can't, yeah, I'm not sure. It's um, a meter by a meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. and and double story. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send me a photo when busy. it's done. Keeps send, busy. send me a photo when it's done. We will do. We will do. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. So, you're networking. So, I guess when did you first sort of become involved in networking? Um, in, you know, I guess in your sort of career and life, and what sort of benefits have you sort of, uh, I guess, seen? You know, for yourself when it comes to networking, were you sort of a natural? Um, I, th- I suppose social networking was the, f- was the first thing I got into Facebook mainly because um, my daughter had been working working for me and uh, someone in who also worked for me was telling me what Lynn was doing so I would uh, I would, would I, I had to get on Facebook and find this out not not it was anything bad mm. but um, I suppose the the major one it is um, in with now because that's been going quite a while and um, with the celebrancy um, networking I set up a Facebook group and we meet sometimes and there's about 40 plus celebrants I think who are in my Brisbane Northside celebrants group mm. um, and um, it, it's a supportive group so we, we support each other if people are mm. looking for celebrants and um, and if we've got queries and things we can get onto it and I belong to a, a wider net the uh, organisation the Australian Federation of Civil Celebrants which is the largest uh, celebrants organisation in Australia uh, which is, is hugely supportive and, and, and has all sorts of resources, which is great. Uh, and now it, it's um, it's helping the community, and I suppose um, that sort of community-mindedness came when I was at school when I um, got the laughable award of uh, loyal cooperation and helpfulness. I got that a few times. 
um, which we, which was um, people laughed at a bit. But uh, and then we we volunteered for the after school um, care committee, and and I was on the guide uh, guide committee for a couple of years for, with my daughter. Um, and uh, and I seem to put my hand up for for lots of things, uh, much to my husband's consternation. I think sometimes. <laughs> But networking, especially, yeah, I, I can't tell you how different now is, and and, and how supportive it is, mm. and and you build up trust between all the members. So if you trust someone, you're really happy to do business with them. Mm, no, that's really good. I mean, it just I, I, I can't wait to. I'm going to come along mm, to the mm, next uh, the next thing, <coughs> first week of March, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, early morning. Um, <coughs> breakfast at um, the Everton Park mm-hmm. State High School. Uh, so look, do look forward to that. Look forward to maybe a couple more now people coming on mm-hmm. the podcast as well. Um, it's, I think it's it's certainly uh, really good things, a good platform to tell your story. I think as well for you guys. Mm, it is. Thank you. Um, which is really good. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. So uh, I guess to, to plug uh, any sort of uh, links or um, things like that. What's um, what's the, if you got a web address for for anything like your celebrant? Yes, uh, uh, it, it's. Uh, do you want me to say it now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. it's um, www. Anne, that's a double n. Ricketts, R I C K E T T S, dash celebrant. dot com. dot au. Okay. Okay. No worries. That's that's uh, great. Uh, and obviously, uh, thank you very much, uh, Anne, for uh, coming along. Well, thank podcast you for inviting today. me. It's, it's been great. To, I think uh, it's been great uh, to have you on. Obviously, mm-hmm. find out uh, a little bit about someone I knew nothing about, really. So, it's certainly great uh, from that point of view. I think uh, you know what you do is certainly unique. Um, in you know, in in the, I guess what what you're sort of uh, known for now. Obviously, you've had a, a, a varied sort of uh, career. You know, dabbling in in a few different things. Um, but the, the you know being an actor and also you know being a marriage celebrant, um, I think that's uh, unique in itself. And obviously, you wouldn't be doing that unless you, unless you sort of had a passion for it, and mm-hmm, uh, and people felt you were good good yeah. at it as well. Yeah, I, th- I think it's important for people as they as they get older and look at retirement. That it isn't retirement, uh, and life um, life begins doesn't begin at forty or fifty or sixty or so. It begins wherever you are mm. uh, and wherever you take everything on board. And I think that's a fairly good way to sort of finish up the podcast is talking a bit about retirement. And obviously, you're not. This is your retirement in a way, isn't mm. it? You're mm. sort of still going to keep. It's not doing my full time job, no. Um, but it, it's enough to uh, you know, keep you sort of occupied, in, interested, uh, and all of that sort of thing. You know, and uh, be able to you know forge new connections with the community, mm-hmm. be able to better the community. Um, so yeah, that's great. It's been great to have you on the podcast. Uh, we'll try to get this uploaded maybe even today, uh, and be able to share it around to everybody else. So, mm-hmm. uh, any Thank sort you. of final words? Um, just the, the other passion which we haven't mentioned is travel. Yeah, so well, my, my husband keeps on dragging um, me do, off on holiday. Sometimes I do talk about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, where your favourite travel destination? So we've got we do have time to talk mm-hmm. a bit about that. Um, so I hope people haven't turned it off just yet. Um, so, yeah, whereabouts do you like to travel around the world? Where are your oh, favourite destinations? Everywhere, really. Uh, I introduced my husband finally to cruising in 2007, and we're up to 30-plus cruises, I think, at the moment. Um, we're going on two cruise, three cruises this year. And, going um, anywhere in particular that's well, looking forward to? Yes. Um, 
we're going to we're going on a long trip in April that takes us cruising from Miami to the ABC Islands, which are down near South America somewhere, and then up to New England, and then we're doing a bit of a road trip um, by Niagara Falls. Then in October, November, we're going. Um, going to Italy for a few days, then going to Venice, Venice oh, cruise well. to Barcelona, Barcelona to Miami, and then we're going to spend some time and to Orlando. Is, and this is all this year, is it? Yes. Wow. Uh, we've been to China and India and mm. Italy. And so Europe. cruises are taking you to most destinations in the world. Is there anywhere you, you haven't been that you want to go uh, to? We probably want to cruise the Mekong River. We haven't done that. We've done the Danube uh, River cruise. Um, I'm, it's too cold for Antarctica. You won't find me there. <laughs> Um, love to go back to Greece. Love. Have Greece. you done sort of? You would have done cruising in Scandinavia. Or? No, that's another one that's on the bucket list. Because I've done. I, I actually um, was on a thing, a little a thing called the Herta Gruten, which mm-hmm. was. Um, you heard of that one, have you? No. No, mm-hmm. Herta Gruten. Oh, my husband probably um, has. He knows them all. Yeah, so Herta Gruten from Tromso, which is sort mm-hmm. of north part of Norway, down to Bergen. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there was about a three or four night sort of cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my wife's not really the cruisy sort of mm. person, so I don't know if we'll do too many of those. Mm-hmm. But um, that that's certainly an interesting trip because just of all, just mm. all the, if you like, you know, the snowy sort of, uh, you know, fjords and yeah. glaciers and uh, we didn't get to see the Northern Lights. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we want to go to St. Petersburg. Certainly we want to do that one up to St. Petersburg. Yeah. But last year we did a, we went to the UK, did a... Um, cruise around Spain first mm. and then a two-week road trip up to the Lake District down through the Cotswolds down to Devon and Cornwall and back up to Berkshire and then a coach trip um, Cardiff, Liverpool, Ireland and Scotland so um, we did both the road trip I think we did 2,000 miles and the coach trip was 2,000 miles as well yep. so we, we've, we've done that um, yeah th- there's lots of um, there's lots of the states which I like to see. Grand Canyon mm. is certainly on my bucket list, and we're mm. hoping we're going to do that in November. Yeah, I've, I've seen the Grand Canyon, but yeah, that's certainly a sight to behold. And mm. that in the area near Vegas, Hoover Dam. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, 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 South America, Iguaza Falls. Um, that is, we, we've done Victoria Falls, which was impressive, but Iguaza mm. Falls in South America is yep. has to be seen to be believed. Yeah, it really does. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, Greek islands. But Venice is is one of my favourite places. Mm. Love Venice. So have you done New Zealand? Done yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We did a coach trip around New Zealand. Enjoyed that. Mm, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we could probably talk about travel all yes, day, but I could. Uh, we could. But that's just <laughs> dropping the tangent at the end of the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. podcast. There. Thank you very much for coming along, Anne. Again, thank you very much. For uh, we'll get too. this uploaded, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I can add it to my diary. Thank you. <laughs>